Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Detention Football Show. As always, I'm joined by my esteemed colleagues, Berta, Cozzy and Potty. How are we going, guys? Going well, going well, Grego. Lovely to see everyone. How are we, boys? Cozzy? Yeah, very good, mate. Back at work, back on the tools this week, and banger of a weekend, lots of football on show, so ready to hook in. How did the inter- interview go, mate? Uh, went well, yeah. Um, haven't heard yet, so we'll just just wait and see. I'm pretty confident, though. He got me to you know do a few spiral bombs and things like that, so I think I'm in with a shot. Oh, I thought you were going to say... Dodging you... lawn furniture. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he got me to give him a resty. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. So, yeah, sorry, sorry. That's the second round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Berta, how you going, mate? Yeah, boys, I'm really, really good. Good to be back here. Um, yeah, really good weekend of football and some Champions League. Bit of Europa League thrown in there. And a fabulous afternoon that I had. Quick little story. My little girl, she attends the uh, Liverpool Football Academy. Mm. Um, and she got uh, Player of the Month today for, for the Academy. So good little, uh, good little proud dad moment this afternoon. Oh, that's good, mate. So, I mean, a few more Player of the Months and she might get snapped up by Man United. <laughs> well, she is a centre-back, so, um, yeah, Harry, <laughs> Harry Maguire, look out. Oh, oh you don't miss, do you, mate? No. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just good to see that uh, someone in the family's got some footballing skills. That's, that's fantastic to see. Oh, yes. Cosy, I'm glad you said that because it would have been disappointed if I didn't set you up brilliantly for that for you just to knock those pins down. You're welcome. No worries. Mm-hmm. Rightio, speaking of the football, guys, Potty, what happened over the weekend? We've got some results. Yep, we do, mate. So uh, Spurs, Brentford, Arsenal and Bournemouth all had wins. Bournemouth uh, beating Burnley 2-1. I bring that up because it cost me my multi, but I'm not mm. sour about it. Uh, Wolves and Newcastle played out a draw. Everton had a win. Yes. Yes. The Toffees. Bra- Brighton, Fulham played out a draw. Villa, Liverpool and Man City all had a Comfortable victories. Mm. I didn't have to slip that in there, Grego, but I did anyway. What's that? The comfortable victory. Oh, I don't even watch football anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the A-League, mate. They Round two of the A-League. Yeah, there's all there's winners a, this week. Brisbane, yeah, no draws. Phoenix, Wanderers, MacArthur, Victory and Adelaide all had win. And just Adelaide, 6-0. Goals galore. So the Wanderers had a 5-0 win as well. And victory and Newcastle. Jess, that was an eight-goal game. So defence decided to, you know what, fuck it. We're not playing this week. Yep. <laughs> Having a week off. Yes. Yeah, beautiful. Boys, beautiful. you catch any of the uh, any of the A-League, Berta? Briefly caught the Mariners game. Um, yeah. Yeah, just, just quickly, quickly skimmed through it. That's their second loss to start the season for... For the defending champs, so they need to pull their finger out. How many rounds does anyone know? How many rounds there are in the in the A League before we? Nah, I wouldn't have a clue, run. mate. Potty. I and I'm assuming you only watch the A League because I made you feel so guilty about it last week. So well, it was either that or put it in the who cares section. So because we're a football, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're we a do football love the A League. I thought I'd do some. We diligence. do love the A League, listeners. Come on, yeah, come on. And uh, especially when the Wanderers are, are smoking them by five. Mm. 27, Berta, 27 rounds. Mm. 27, okay, there you go. Well, 25 more attempts we can talk about this. So look, <laughs> onwards and upwards. Absolutely. We'll surely catch a game at some point. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, the Premier League, boys, it was an absolute cracking weekend of, of action. Um I mean, yeah, I mean, Saturday was probably the highlight. After Saturday, who gives a shit? Um, but anyway, we'll get in the headlines of the week. Uh, Potty, what do you got, mate? Uh, so I've got Premier League wants potent punishment. Mm, so What's this all about? So obviously a big week for um, Toffees fans where um, it was recommended um, that they be by the Premier League that they be stripped of 12 points due to their breaches of the final a financial fair play. Yeah. So, um, look, doing a little bit of reading on uh, what's going on, essentially for the listeners out there, they want this 12-point uh, deduction. They were um, charged back in um, or, or told they had to um, uh, answer questions back in yep. March of this year. 
the what they've actually been charged with hasn't actually been announced. So at how the many moment. charges has there? They haven't actually announced how many charges they are or what they're actually for yet. Or is it like one? It's one, yeah, one I, charge. I believe it's one yeah. charge, but it hasn't it hasn't been articulated. Look, everyone thinks it's something to do with the um building of the new stadium and the money that's been spent on that and mm. the money that's not coming in. Obviously they've had issues with um Mashari and his ability to be able to access yeah. funds and we've spoken about that before. Um mm. his his ability to, to oh well, sorry, his relationship with um uh, Uzmanov and yeah. how that's causing drama. But from an evidence supporter's point of view, it's hard it's hard pill to swallow from a couple of perspectives. One it's not really clear at this stage. There's been a recommendation as to, oh, they should mm. use these 12 points. And 12 points, I don't know what you think, boys. That's administration punishment, that. Yeah, well, that like 12 points, like, great win on the weekend, but 12 points is probably going to see us relegated. I can't see how they can dock you more points than you're going to get in the season. Like, you know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey, we're on You wanker. Why would you kick a bloke while he's down, mate? Oh, God. Oh. That's the spirit of this podcast, so I'm just jumping on board early. Now, oh. speak of, speaking of, like, people who, you know, have things to answer for, mate, um, there was a, a press conference held, obviously, with Pep Guardiola. Did you catch that one, did you? I did. I did see that, but I think it's well worth a listen. Boys, I'll, did you catch it? I got the recording here, guys. Do you want to listen I to it? I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, let's go. It looks like Everton are about to be fined 12 points for breaching financial fair play rules. With that as a guide, and with City facing 115 charges, will you be managing in the National League soon? <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> All right, so we had that one last week, boys, and we, we've got to we've got to pull the curtain down here, and and you know we've got to show how the sausage was made. This is the troll job of the century. This so obviously last week we got Berta just to bite massively on Jurgen Klopp responding to the rematch, but this is as you can hear, it's the same voice. This is classic bloody piss take troll job that's going around on social media, and I love it. Oh, how good that, is that? It? Was a cracker. You know, so obviously there's a fair few out there. I've pulled this one out from TikTok from Barnaby Slater. So if you want to get a follow at Barnaby Slater, uh, that's a good place where you get these videos. And, yeah, he's, oh, man, it's it's good content. Yeah. Good content. But, I mean, a very pertinent question to ask someone like Pep Guardiola is, if Everton's charged with one charge, what are you guys hiding? Yeah, well, it's a hard pill to swallow for a Toffees fan at the moment, isn't it? And mm. we, we touched on last week the endless bags of cash over at Manchester City. Oh, they're going to defend, defend, defend. Yeah. Mm. I Thoughts, think, boys? Um, I just wanted to add on there, like when that story about Manchester City broke oh, earlier last year, there was talk about uh, the punishments, the fines, where they would end up, um, all these types of... Um, things going on in and on and around uh, what should happen to them. But I find this one a bit strange because they've come out and just said 12 points, evident, 12 points. Like they've labelled it pretty much straight away. So like it seems like whatever that one charge is, it's pretty cut and dry to what the punishment is, if that makes sense. Like it's not possibly 12 or it's not possibly 20 or whatever. They've, They've jumped straight onto that 12 points. So... That's not a good sign, I don't think. You know that that shows that there's the you know really gunning for him. Whereas the Man City, Man City stuff, it was like possibly this and possibly that, and who knows and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So dark times ahead. I've I've just ran some quick math. If if the standard is twelve points per charge, then Manchester City will get charged um, one thousand three hundred and eighty points. <laughs> so. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's 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 probably going to get them relegated from the Premier League and wherever else they might play. They'll, they'll need a couple of US superstar actors to come on board and um, get them back up the table, a la Wrexham, I think, by the sound of that. They'll, they'll drop well. that far down the table. There will have Look, to be if massive I, if amounts I was of sand be, moved. If I was going to be serious, Cosy, and, and respond to your comment, which, I mean, you know, we try not to be serious here, but I think the issue is possibly the fact that if Everton's situation is a bit more cut and dry is it possible that the premier league is just doing such rigorous groundwork that when they absolutely flog man city with their punishment that they're going to have their ducks in order because 
with the endless amounts of cash, Man City are going to appeal. They're going to take it all the way it can go. So is the reason why it's taking so long the fact that the Premier League are actually trying to do due diligence to be able to stand by what they... Because it's going to be huge. Can I just can I just say, no, they're scared. Okay. Mm. They're, they're scared. Yeah, and, and I'll, that's, I'll I agree with that. But they're, they're scared. They are scared of the influence the um what's the word the the aurora that man city come with they are scared shitless to take them off well that that, well because it's going to be a costly affair well manchester city seem to have a way of getting out of everything like Allah getting out of the champions league ban so the premier league have seen Mm. that play out in front of them so in in fairness to that one though, Berta, the the Champions League and and you know Man City fans will be the first ones to jump up and go, oh, we got found not guilty. No, you didn't. You got found fucking guilty. <laughs> what happened was that there was a statute of limitations on those European guidelines around how they could ban and what they could enact punishment for, and that was five years. So all the historical stuff that was found that they you know had been at fault of they weren't able to punish them for that so that's how they got out of their champions league one however the europe uh, the english setup doesn't have those statute of limitations they can go back so mm. that is why it is so massive i think um one of the biggest supporters of everton will be manchester city because if everton i was get, thinking that if everton get that punishment then you know look out manchester city i think something's more likely if if everton escape then Man City will be looking at like they're in a better spot. Almost, almost setting a precedent. Mm. Yeah. So Everton, take the 12. <laughs> Come on. Do us all <laughs> a favour. Do it for the, everyone else in the Premier League. Uh, no. Uh, it'll, yeah, it'll, we've all, it'll all confirm our worst suspicions that it's just made football hollow for the last however many years they've been repeated champions. It's it's You still, mm. e- even though... It's stripped and it's null and void and there's nothing in the record books. It's still a year that your club, my club, could have won a championship legitimately where it's now it just goes into nothing, nothingness. So it's just yeah. very, very, feels like you've watched however many seasons of football for no real point. And and that's Welcome why, you know, for me, I just, I, I stand there and I go, you know what, fuck them. Let's let's have the nothingness. Let's let's make a stand and say that this is this is the way it is. You know, let it be a reminder of the fact that they didn't do it. They they have gone out there and said, "Oh, we do it the right way." This, that, and the other, and they do do good things at Manchester City in terms of their grassroots and investment in football in the city of Manchester. But at the end of the day, they're still the small club from the other side of the town <laughs> who have acted in a way, with a wallet, to try and compete at the big table of Europe. And they've got there, but they've got there by breaking the rules. Yeah. Yeah, I think mm. I think Everton's a situation is um, different, as in just reading it's they've spent $388 million over the past three years. And, uh, oh, sorry, losses of $388 million over the last three years. And clubs that says they're only allowed to lose a maximum of $120 million in that time. So they've they've blown it. They've blown the budget. But when you look at the charges that Man City face, it's all this um, cloak and dagger stuff about hiding and financial irregularity and not displaying true numbers on contracts. So that's a lot harder to get to the bottom of, like rather than just that spending. Like they know evidence figures because evidence said, oh, this is... that. Like, that's they... the big problem. That's where when... And regardless of the fact that I support the rivals across the other end of town, that's where I say, you know what, fuck you. Throw the book at them yeah. because they're trying to hide it. Everton are actually going, these are our numbers. Yes, we have broken financial fair play because we're they trying to build it. a stadium. Yeah. We've reported it to you. Man City are trying to bury it in bureaucracy and layers to try and hide it. They tried to do it from UEFA. They weren't returning emails. They were, there was skullduggery going through that investigative process where they weren't giving them information. UEFA and the European courts were like, well, we can only go back this five years, so they got away with it, essentially. But, you know, I hold my fingers crossed. I hope they throw the book at them. 
Yep, I and uh, let Everton off. So we're settled on that. Yeah, <laughs> it's unanimous. We hope they get the book thrown at them. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Just before we move on, guys, sorry to dominate the whole podcast so far on Everton, but did you catch their third kit the other day? They wore for the first time this oh, year. Oh. Come up good. Yep. Look, like I was a bit critical of the start. It looks a bit like something like the New York Yankees back in the um, <laughs> back in the uh, 1950s. But I'll tell you what. I might be getting one if oh. they don't get relegated. <laughs> what colour would you call that? Was it beige or what colour was it? Was it like a light grey or something? Yeah, it was a light grey. Light grey with like a pinstripe blue through it. Yeah. Beautiful. It was 50 shades of grey. <laughs> and But this this time Everton weren't on the kinky end of the relationship. <laughs> they, they were doing the hammering. <laughs> All right, let's move on from talking about Everton. I can see Bert is about to throw up there. So, <laughs> All right, Cozzy, what do you got, mate? Uh, yeah, so my headline of the week uh, goes pretty simply. I'm, I'm following up from last week as well. Uh, Varsical, or have they learned their lesson? So my headline goes back to very simply the Burnley game. So we're going to a bit of a different line here, and that is that uh, in the Burnley game, it looked like Burnley had scored a late equaliser against Bournemouth. Um, if you caught the highlights of the game, boys. Um, Jay Rodriguez uh, slipped through the mm. defence, uh, scored a goal, but it was very contentious. It was very close to being offside. So the flag, the linesman actually flagged offside. Um, so it went up to the VAR and they looked at replays and then two different replays sort of seemed to have different... They had different angles, but one seemed to be onside, one seemed to be offside. So the uh, VAR officials then thought the linesman had made the wrong call by flagging, so they decided that it should be overturned. But upstairs, they were still looking at it, and then they decided it was offside. So they decided to not let the goal stand. So it's a bit of a Liverpool-Tottenham uh, thing happening here, but they've actually pulled it up and gone, no, hang on, mm. the call is offside, and we're going to not allow the goal. The other thing about it, though, is five minutes it took to come to that decision. So the previous... What a shit fight. The previous yeah. longest VAR was like three minutes 40. So they've blown it out of the park. So they've now gone flipped. You know, instead of... They're trying to get the right decision, but it's taking them five minutes to get there. I don't know what do you guys so think about that. So question, Cosy, did they eventually get the right decision? Well, yes. So... He was given off. So exactly like the Tottenham Liverpool game, they got the right decision. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh my god! Yeah, no, just what? Berner? taking points off Liverpool's always the right decision. Did the, the table come out during the week that Replay. the Premier League with uh, with VAR doing the correct results and Liverpool streaking streaking away? So you're bloody lucky that they can't get a decision right. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah. Oh yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh look, Cosy. Like Is they it? got the right decision in the end, but five minutes. Mm. Like you're sitting there yeah. waiting for five minutes for them to get that right. I mean, imagine being a spectator at the game. Mm. I mean, what is going on? You're, you're taking away from that like match day experience, aren't you? Like it's yeah. And even worse, you could be at Old Trafford where they haven't even got a screen. <laughs> <laughs> you duck out, grab a hot dog. You know, have a leak, <laughs> grab a beer. Back to your seat, mate. You could you could do it all yeah. by the sound of it. It's taking that friggin' Definitely. long. Hey, you could go down a local knock shop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> tell you what, why don't we just have a half? Then they can spend the night reviewing it to make sure all the decisions, <laughs> and they come back the next day, and then they can play the second half. That sounds like the AFL. Oh, tell you what. sounds like a video game or something like that. Mm. So yeah, I don't know, boys. Oh. I don't know whether they've gone too far with it now because of the Liverpool, but five minutes is just way too long. Well, mm. that, that segues us nicely into my headline, boys. Can we get a refund? Uh, Newcastle United fans, mate, they must be fuming as their 64 million euro signing is set to ride the pine pony for 10 months. So it's all happened so quickly. Like We touched on it last week talking about Sandro Tonali and his gambling uh, charges or you know betting charges. So it's all happened. He's, he's basically got the ban straight away. Um I've got I've got some very very big questions in relation to this. So I'll give you just a quick rundown on sort of and sort of summary of it. So the charges are allegedly about illegal betting websites. So in 
Italy, you can bet on sport, but you can't bet on the sport that you are participating in. So essentially football. So it's not illegal to bet on football, but it is if you are a professional footballer like Tenali is. So he was using these websites to access and put on bets on football. He had then obviously given a bit of information. There's two other players, so Fagioli and Zaniolo, who are involved in this as well. So I believe Fagioli's already got a ban, and he was sort of the starting and the falling piece of this. Um, Tenali has cooperated with authorities. He's been found guilty along with these others. But the question I've got to have is, did AC Milan know about this? Because quite frankly, this doesn't happen overnight. I mean, these take a long time. The investigations take a long time, especially if you're coming to a punishment. I mean, we're only nine games into a season. Mm. So you like I'm so did AC Milan sell Sandro Tonali and he went kicking and screaming. He wasn't jumping out of his skin to leave Milan. He didn't want to go. Did they sell him knowing that this was coming? Or at least have a bit of inside knowledge that this could be on the when cards. You, when you explain it like that, that absolutely you'd think they'd have to know. I mean, we just spoke about how long an investigation can take in regards to Manchester City and then all of a sudden you know, like you said, nine matches in, bang, you're out for 10 months. There's got to be a fair bit of behind-the-scenes work done before that can occur. And if there, that was the case, then, yeah, he was still at AC Milan. I think... Um, when yeah, you well, paint it like that, it certainly sounds like that's a conceivable story. I mean, so if you're Newcastle United, you're, I mean, you're kicking down someone's front door hmm. and going, what, give me answers. Yeah. How much did you know about it? And, oh, I mean, this could get ugly. Well, they'd be kicking down the door of the scouts and the people that have gone to him and done the deal. And, and they've gone to him and said, you know, what have you done? Where's your due, dil- due diligence here? Like, you've got to find... There would have been whispers. You can't tell me. There, it's Italy that there would have been whispers going around and that Newca- Newcastle... Uh, sorry, Newcastle didn't know about it. I mean, they've got mm. a player there. We was looking at three years. And maybe they've looked at him and gone, well, 23... Yeah, we. I don't know. Do they say? Well, it got cut down to just the the shorter um, band because he cooperated. But have they taken that risk with him? I don't think they would. Oh, yeah, that's. I mean, sixty four million euros. Mm. You're not taking that risk on someone who's going to be possibly out for three years. Like, no. Yeah, I, it's it's dodgy. It's dodgy as shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know Newcastle um, got the lawyers looking into getting his pay being reduced as well. So they're they're on to him like they I don't think they're going to take it lying down. Yeah, well, he, I don't think he's going to take it lying down either because for ten months, like I mean, what else is he going to do other than have a pump? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, look. It, in fairness, um, extra time. There's a YouTube channel, extra time. A young fella on there, and it, he does a good little rap on this situation. So, for any of the listeners at home that want to sort of get a bit of insight onto the whole Tenali situation, where where Newcastle sit, this uh, extra time does a pretty good job on that. So, uh, yeah, go and check that out. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure all, little- all of his bets there, Grego, but. Um, Apparently, he was having bets on his own games, but to win. So, he, you know, they've taken that into account as well, that he wasn't actually yeah. betting against and, 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 doc, and trying to lose games on purpose. But So it wasn't, it wasn't as blatant as, like, Kieran Trippier, who was betting, his mates were betting on him moving to Atletico Madrid? No. Nah. <laughs> when he was already, when he was already have, laying on the medical table? Or... <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't, allegedly. allegedly. Or a certain <laughs> Melbourne coach winning the Dally M too. Oh. <laughs> oh, give Craig Gowrie's medal. Um, final little piece, guys, and I've, obviously I've got, a, I've got a couple of headlines here. So Alex Awobi, did anybody catch the Fulham Brighton game? Alex Awobi, like not only – I don't know if you guys know the dynamic of, of the UK as, as intimately and don't ask questions why as I do, but Brighton's a, a pretty cool little place and uh, a bloke turning up with a pink kit and having the asshole ripped out of his shorts, so he's essentially wearing arseless chaps, is probably going to be looked at in a good light in Brighton because <laughs> they don't mind it. There's, I think, I believe, a 15% gay and lesbian population down there. So Alex, I mean, he was playing up to the crowd. Did anybody <laughs> see his shorts ripped? Didn't catch that. Didn't see that. No, I missed that. Oh, so, well, oh, no. <laughs> this isn't looking good for me. But... <laughs> 
That might have been another one of your YouTube channels <laughs> that you're watching, Gregor. Okay, I've got a feeling you're leading me into a Dirty Sanchez type so. situation again. So I'm going to, I'm going radio silent. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. So it turns out, it turns out I was the only one who was thinking about Alex and his arseless chaps. So anyway, so that how looks, much time that looks did you spend in me. Brighton there, um, oh. Gregor? The uh, but anyway, how much time did you spend in Brighton then? In that case, Sorry? when you're in the UK, fair bit by the sounds of things. Oh, yeah, only when I was wearing my arseless chaps. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't go, unfortunately. Um, and final, guys, uh, value for money. Talk about playing in uh, football in Saudi Arabia. Did anybody catch Fabinho getting that watch? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Fabinho's walking out of, like, the stadium or he's, like, walking back to his coach and some bloke in Saudi Arabia just goes up and just, like, grabs his wrists and puts a watch and apparently the rumour has it that he's put on a $700,000 Rolex. <laughs> like, what he is doing? Is that oh. like a Saudi Arabian brown paper bag? Is that how that works? You know? I don't know, but my i mean, my flight for Saudi Arabia leaves on Saturday. So There's <laughs> a, a fan that gifted him the new Rolex watch. Is that, is that what you saw, Grego? Yeah, mm. yeah. So apparently that is, that is what it is, what has go. occurred. Just good game. Yeah. Have a $700,000 Rolex. I mean, more likely if I was to go to Saudi Arabia, I'd allegedly end up in a suitcase after I play. But anyway, that's allegedly, I said. Allegedly. <laughs> Talking of Saudi Arabia and strips, did you, anyone catch Newcastle United strip on the weekend? It's and a good the one, green. Isn't it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. apparently Everybody. a nod to the South Africa. Uh, South, uh, oh, God. You're going to cut that up next week, aren't you? You got a nod to the Saudi Arabian supporters and, and owners, etc. So that was oh, an interesting no, yeah. take. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that was the the. I think that was almost the genesis of our our uh, third kit, third kit uh, yeah. discussions here on the sports attention mm. was, uh, yeah. Arsenal still gets an honourable mention though, Cosie. Don't worry about that. Oh, absolutely. I saw that um, strip in live the other day, Potty, and I nearly bought it, I tell you. I reckon it looks good. It's growing <laughs> yeah. on me. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Yeah, stop tweaking your nipples, Cos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, Berta. Oh, it's been all negative. Headline of the week, mate. What do you got? Bit of a bit of an upper. I can't wait for the Libertadores, the final. It's final time. Um, like I've said before, the South Americans they just do it differently. Sunday morning, seven a.m. You'll get to see red cards, yellow cards, and just balls out Argentinian, Brazilian, hard on your sleeve type of football. Um, that's that's honestly though. There's a big you know, mm. asterisk to this. That's if the team buses make it to the respective stadium. That's if they're not you know tear gassed had rocks thrown at him or, or some flares shot through the bus driver's window as what happened a few years ago with the Libertadores but yeah, yeah I, I can't wait I love that love that sort of just raw raw passionate football that the South Americans can produce yeah look look but um, I'm surprised you've actually ever mentioned South America uh, this week, especially due to the amount of hate that we received from Argentinians, uh, like just citizens, last week. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the comments that were made last week, but, <laughs> I mean, our Twitter has been absolutely blowing up. Now, I'll just play it back for you guys, so if you just listen in. Out there, there'll be many, thousands across the world, from the, you know, the slums of Argentina to the... Millions. To the depths, depths of Argentina, <laughs> they'll be out there listening to every word I'm saying right now, and I throw it open to the listeners. Comment on the socials, do whatever you do these days. You hashtag it or DM it or am I saying all the right shit? Now, I tell you what, Berto, you were saying the right shit, but uh, sort of the wrong shit as well, because the Argentinians have reached out and they said, how dare you, number one, refer to our country as a slum, and then say it was in the depths, so calling their country a hole. So essentially you double down, and I mean, the vitriol, the sports detention Twitter page has been getting all week has been well, unbelievable. It's been magical. Enough, it, you know, just to further go on the South American tangent here, then not last a uh, couple of hours before the Liverpool game, Luis Diaz's parents were kidnapped. So clearly they've figured out I'm a Liverpool fan and then, yeah, they've done something mm. about it because the, the, the hate for the continent. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, you got blood on your hands, mate. <laughs> I heard they were going to send those blokes over to Manchester United to kidnap Harry Maguire. Why would, why would you want to kidnap United? Harry Maguire? You'd give him back, surely. <laughs> they get him out of the team. Man Manchester United are hiring him. 
Oh, oh, very good. Yeah, so the Libertadores is on this week, Berta. Yes. So you're obviously going to be stiff as anything all week, which is great. Uh, very good. Now, before we go to Drunk Uncle Trivia with Cozzy, I've got um, just one little sound bite that I – and, you know, I am very, very quick to, uh, to you know, flick mud at everybody who mispronounces things on this show. But, um, look, I've got to give myself a little bit of a bit of a bollock, and this was me last week. Chelsea's goalkeeper. His name escapes me at the moment. What's his name? Boys, current goalkeeper? Yeah, current goalkeeper. Yeah, so it's um, David Sanchez. David Sanchez. Say that again for me. David Sanchez, well, he's Spanish. (laughs) So I was thinking that Cozzy might have been trying to trip me up with the pronunciation of David, but unfortunately (laughs) I was talking about Robert Sanchez. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to say um, it's actually David Raya. So. So anyway, and there was another one that Cozzy sent me a text about today. Can you remind the uh, the punters about that one, Cozzy, that I refused to chop up? Oh, so you didn't chop it up for the show? Oh, unbelievable. No, I didn't. Oh, well, I was, well, look, that, not... I was going to bring it up a bit later in the fantasy section, so we might save it to then, or have you got it ready to go? Okay. No, no, you can save it. I haven't chopped it up. I, I don't want to run myself off my own podcast. <laughs> 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 okay, guys. Well... If it isn't that time, Drunk Uncle Trivia, what do we got, Coz? Oh, mate, I've got a special one for you this week. It's uh, I've called this quiz Clubbed. Now, I'm not talking about seal clubbing or anything like that for the listeners out there. I'm talking about... Uh, Get your gimp masks out. <laughs> uh, talking about uh, club trivia. So I've got some questions here for you, boys. It's a similar setup to last week's quiz, the 654321. So what I'm going to ask you to do, boys, is pick a number and then that will be your question. So what numbers would you like? Yeah, Pod, what do you got? I'll go six and one. I'll go five and three. I guess that leaves me with four and two. That further, that leaves you four and two. Mm. Okay, so <sighs> last week I copped a little bit of flack after Drunk Uncle Trivia from a couple of other quiz sections on this podcast so this week might be time for a little bit of bittersweet revenge so here we go so i knew we should have changed the order (laughs) for potty (laughs) question six so it's got all these questions have a a clue in the question number so Mm. here we go may 3 potty 1998 arsenal 4 everton nil Arsenal went into this game knowing that they could lift the Premier League trophy with a win and put the, in the performance of champions on an unforgettable afternoon no. at Highbury. <laughs> the last goal was scored by an unlikely source, skipper and central defender Tony Adams from the Arsenal. What was his playing number? Uh, six. Correct. <laughs> we, the budget doesn't allow for dings this week, Gregor. We, we run out of money, have we? There you go, mate. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. So, question five. Grego. Yeah, mate. Here we go. May 21, 2005. Yep. Arsenal nil. Manchester United nil. In an FA Cup final, Arsenal emerges victorious yet oh, again. you're a fuckwit. This time on penalties. <laughs> <laughs> the Gunners were a little bit outplayed throughout the match, but some say they managed to hold on and, for- and they forced the first penalty shootout in the history of the FA Cup. Yep. The winning penalty slotted by captain and legend Patrick Vieira. Yep. The shootout score was 5-4. Mm. Who missed the penalty for United? Um, now, this one might be a bit confusing because Ruud van Nistelrooy missed a penalty during the match. He slammed it against the bar. And then that would led Correct. that led to that flog Martin Keown jumping all over him and, you know, yeah, all that carry on like a bunch of palookas. Um, oh, was it Cristiano Ronaldo? No, it wasn't. Mm. It was a young... P. Skulls. Paul Skulls. Paul Skulls. Oh, I was going to say Giggs is my second one, so I wouldn't have got that one. Berta, question four, 9th of April 2004. It is, an often forgotten, it is often forgotten that during Arsenal's famous invincible season oh, of 2003-2004, oh. <laughs> I'm loving this, 
There are a few hurdles and heartbreaks along the road to immortality. I know this one. What was the score when Arsenal played Liverpool at Highbury that season? Hmm, 4-2. Correct. Well done. And did they also buy their own trophy that year? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that comes later on. Uh, Gregor, you've got, you've got question three, Gregor. Here we go. Yep. So... October 20, 1990, Manchester United nil, Arsenal 1. So you can see there's a bit of a theme here, boys. <laughs> I was fucking three, mate. This, <laughs> the scoreline of this match is not that important because the fact is that this match was generally accepted as a starting point of the great Arsenal-Manchester United rivalry. Mm. The Gunners would go on to win the title with only one loss, but this, w- this match would set the stage for what was to follow in in the following years. Yep. Arsenal left back Nigel Winterburn, here's the question. Yep. Lunged in on Dennis Irwin and a 21-man brawl erupted. Yep. Which resulted in the two teams being docked points. Yep. Who and how many points did each team lose? <sighs> um question 3, Grego. Is it three points? Manchester United lost how many and Arsenal lost how many? Is it three points each? Each? No. Manchester United only lost one point. Uh, Arsenal lost two points. Yeah. They got more hits in. Arsenal did. So they lost more I, I think they, they, what they did, they, they got the <laughs> knobometer out and they found that there was more knobs on the Arsenal team. So um, they deducted them too. <laughs> right, we're getting down to the pointy end now, boys. Question two for Berta. May 26, 1989. With the 1988-89 league title on the line on the last day of the season, Arsenal needed a two-goal win over Liverpool to win the honour of the winning the championship. A win, a draw, or a one-goal loss would see Liverpool crowned champions. But up stepped Michael Thomas, waltzing through the Liverpool defence, <laughs> and in stoppage time sealed a 2-0 win and the championship for Arsenal. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, there's no question. I just wanted to read that out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. There is someone in around the Highbury, oh. sort of Finsbury Park area of London at the moment who's wearing a raincoat. <laughs> They're just absolutely enjoying themselves in their room. This is awful. Ed, last question, Potty. Yep. Here we go. This is for the win. If you get this right, you win. How many decent clubs... Did Wayne Rooney play for? <laughs> One. <laughs> and who was it? Everton. <laughs> Correct. You win, Potty. Congratulations. Yes. Drunk Uncle Trivia this week goes to John Podesta. Yeah. <laughs> Do you enjoy that, Greg? That's all for this week, boys. Yeah, it made uh, like a hole in the head. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Can I just say to the listeners out there, if they've got any ideas for trivia questions or games, get into the socials. Berta will lead you there. Mm. He's, he does the ad for the socials. Uh, <laughs> send me through some information, what you want to hear on the uh, Drunk Uncle Trivia. Yeah. Well, and, Thanks, and, boys. And just remember, uh, any of our listeners at home, the, the bar is extremely low after that effort, so um, <laughs> anything will help. Uh, rightio, Potty, moving on to some positives, mate. What do we got next week? All right, match day 11 features. You've got your United up against Fulham this week, Grego. Yep. Uh, Brentford versus West Ham. Burnley versus Palace. Everton take on Brighton. City take on Bournemouth. Sheffield take on the Wolves. Uh, Newcastle versus Arsenal. Nottingham Forest versus Villa. Luton versus Liverpool. And Spurs versus Chelsea. Mm. Yes, indeed. Some tasty ones there. Indeed, indeed. So, what do we think, boys? Fantasy football review. I like it. Rightio, Cozzy. No, we'll start with Berta. Come on, Berta. He's he's had, you know, Cozzy's going to pump his own tyres in a second. Berta, what do you got for the fantasy oh, tips? Look, if it looks like a snake and slithers like a snake, it's probably Cozzy telling you to remove Erling Haaland from your fantasy team. Like, oh my God. He has told the <laughs> listeners week after week that he's going to remove him, get rid of him. He's, he's, he's not the same. This is the same bloke that's captained him every time after telling people to get rid of him. So my tip of the week's simple. Don't listen to Cosy. That's mm. it. That's my tip of the week. Like, <laughs> wow, Cosy. 
led the viewers out there, many thousands of them, especially our South American contingent, and you're just leading them astray with, with ruthless tips like get rid of Erling Haaland. How many points did he get for you this week? There, okay, cool. Uh, so, Captain yeah, just, 32. Anyway, that's my tip. Don't listen to Cozzy. All right, I'll jump into my tip, guys. Um, my tip is simply I remember why I dipped out last year. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what a... What a grub of a game, Supercoach, that fantasy football is. Anyway, mm. moving on. Potty, what do you got, mate? Uh, don't fall in love or don't settle on your team too early. I've been caught out a couple of times in the last few weeks with settling mm. on my team a few days too early and then uh, not getting back to it and uh, finding out somebody hasn't played and uh, costing me precious points. So um, don't injuries are starting to wreak havoc. There's a lot of football going on at the moment. So don't settle on your team too early. Mm. Is this like... When you left Brian and... It is, it is. But, you know, only an absolute knob would do that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's a good segue into that. What I The piece of uh, audio that I wanted cut up for this week with... Uh, after you give poor Potty a hard time, Grego, mm. and then what do you turn around and do? Yeah, I didn't put him in. Leave him on the bench as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. How many points did he score? He got 14 or something. <laughs> can, can I just say, like, he's probably listening... <laughs> A certain other fantasy football uh, competitor uh, of ours, near and dear to our hearts, he's he's actually done it two weeks in a row, and he's cost himself about a total of twenty nine points. He's left Embermo on the bench twice, mm. so there's other people out there that have yeah, yeah. So there's other people out there that got problems too. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, mate, absolutely. And I mean, it's I I wake up every Monday morning after a big weekend of football, and I have a good hard look in the mirror. <laughs> And I tell you, boys, it ain't getting any easier. <laughs> and just to point out, you know, Grego, our little friend at the bottom of the table, if Mo Salah didn't score a goal, mm. you would have been in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I know. Because our little friend at the bottom of the table would probably <laughs> have his wild card again this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this goes back to my tip of the week. I remember why I dipped out last year. <laughs> Rightio, Cozzy, what's yours, mate? A um, little bit of a disclaimer on the Harlan comment. Mm. Uh, I actually missed out on the deadline this week because of that early game on Saturday oh. morning. So, I, to be honest, oh, I, would not have, I would not have had him as captain. Oh, so I would don't have, wouldn't know. have the faith in him. Oh. So, oh. just trying to recover a bit of ground there. But I'm still just chipping away at your lead birder. My headline this week, hang on to your huang. Is that Itchy the can get you points? The other Korean guy. So, <laughs> did you just Korean say? Guy. Yeah, I, I, sorry, mate, I blanked out for a second. Did you say something about an itchy wang? <laughs> I mean, you, know, you should get that checked out. Hold on to your itchy wang. So, if you haven't got him, get him in. Uh, I've got him in already this week. Uh, Wolves have got a a game. Uh, who are they up against? Sheffield United at home. Sheffield United leaking goals, as we all know. Worst start to a Premier League season in a long, long time. So he was electric against uh, Newcastle. He was really good. Even though he gave away a penalty, which is another VAR debacle, if you ask me. But um, he gave away the penalty. But yeah, lethal. Like if you saw his goal that he scored against Newcastle, that takes some serious skill, some serious footwork. Was, so mate. get him in his cheek. And at the end of the day, the mate, cheek. just to back you up there, Cozzy, there's nothing, the, the bloke's nightmare is an electric <laughs> wang. Mm. I mean, it's... <laughs> hey, Cozzy, how much does this wang cost? <laughs> a ch- a ch- a cheap, cheap wang, all right. Brother, you've a paid more wang. for less, so don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty-o. Um I think that does it for the uh, for the tips this week. So obviously we've given the listeners absolutely nothing. They'll be no better off for that little section. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> these blokes have no idea. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, we can pep them up with our next segment. Potties, who am I? What? Who am I? Fast wankers. But who am I? You are one pathetic loser. But who am I? The fuck is that guy? But who am I? Rightio, Potty, who am I? What do you got? 
All right, gentlemen, listeners, another week of Who Am I? Now, I've tried to be a little bit more stealthy. We nailed week. it last week. Mm. I thought we nailed it. I mean, there was, I mean, no one was confused. It was good. So let's see how we go. Ready? Are we all ready? Ready. So just to clarify, as soon as you call your name, we're going to go, you need to answer immediately. And if you miss it, you're out. You're out. Okay, okay. are we good with that, fellas? Sounds good. Happy days. Okay, Who Am I? I began my potty. Got it. Yeah, there's always, there's oh, always one dickhead oh, who says oh, that, that, isn't there? <laughs> Today it was me. All right, Grego's out, so moving on. Hey! <laughs> no, we'll go, we'll go. Uh, I began my playing career in my local area as most young lads do. As a child, I support, supported my local club, who I ended up playing for, but I also had an affection for Manchester United. My senior debut came in 1982. Before moving to the Premier League, I, pl- I scored six goals in 59 appearances in Scotland and often played as a striker, even though I was known as a midfielder throughout my career. My best performance in this league came in the 1985 Scottish Cup semi-final against Celtic, where I scored a crucial goal. From there, I moved to England and began my career at Leicester City at the age of 20. Then went on to play for Leeds United, where I won the English League Championship in 91-92. I later had spells at Premier League sides Coventry City, where I was credited with my role in helping the club avoid relegation repeatedly. And then Liverpool, where I won a cup treble in 01, uh, sorry, 2000-2001 at the age of 36. I also represented my national side for nine years, winning 57 caps and scoring five goals. My leadership qualities were noticed and I spent four years as Scotland captain in addition to two seasons as Leeds United captain. Uh, Grego? Yep. Cozzy. Did I get the one? Grego got in first. So is it uh, McAllister? It is Gary McAllister. Gary McAllister. Mm. Mm. I don't know how I got that. Cosy, where were you going to go? No, I, I think you threw me off there. I was thinking Gordon Strachan. Mm. Yeah, no, he, he played for Man United, Strachan. Mm-hmm. Well done, Grego, another one. You were go. you anywhere close, Berta? Not not there yet. <laughs> I was thinking. I was actually thinking back. So I just thought it. Two thousand, but yeah, I was ticking off names. So not not as not as good as Grego. I was trying not to laugh when you mentioned the cup treble because that was like the Liverpool's treble, <laughs> the Mickey Mouse treble. Oh. <laughs> I thought yeah, that might have stirred up a few. All right, European. All right, European football <laughs> news. Hey, that's all right. Ar- Arsenal have the cup double. Don't worry about that. They were the first team to win the cup double, mm. so mm. that's the FA Cup and the League Cup. So we'll hold on to that yeah. one too. Yeah, I'd just like a cup anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's who am I for another week, Gary yeah, McAllister. Mate. Another bald legend too, mm. Potty. Well, well, you know, I did have a, you know, bit of a soft spot for him. Yeah. <coughs> Ooh, all right. Rightio, bit of European football news, fellas. Um, mm. Arsenal. Cosy, what do you think, mate? 2-1 over Sevilla last week. Pretty happy with that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Good win. Good mm. win. Um, good to see Gabriel Jesus uh, back and firing but i think i mentioned a couple of weeks ago he was about due for an injury so now he's out for a couple of months yeah. now, uh, just works his way up to form and then just chop you know like it's it's a pattern now, but no very good win very good win. now i'm going to throw myself Especially under the bus it was here in uh, spain as well i was about um i was about 30 seconds from sending you a text message because he bagging you out about their loss but i Grego pointed out to me before, just before i did that Ooh. i was looking at the previous round so yeah <laughs> that could have could have been bad for me yeah I should have let him run with it. Should have let me go. Theatre. Uh, United beat Copenhagen 1-0. Now, that was a, a late winner. Um, actually, sorry, no. The the winner was uh, the equaliser was a late drama in terms of uh, Andre Anana saving uh, the penalty shout at the end. I mean, it was a dog shit penalty like to give away. Yeah, you can go, oh, that's the rules, this, that. Oh, I mean, piss off. Um, I think even, was it Huang's bloody penalty he gave away on the weekend as well? Like, oh, I mean, that's a joke. It, that was similar to McTominay's one where it's, you know, 
Oh, don't get me started. Anyway, yeah. uh, so a bit of drama there. United looked like, oh, look, we're getting some momentum with a 1-0 win over Copenhagen going into the, the derby, and then, yeah, we all know how that ended. Um, Dortmund, 1-0 over Newcastle, and City beat the young boys. So, Greg, oh, sorry, you're, you're just breezing over the United goal scorer? Yeah, it was Harry Maguire. So you you know yeah you're not up and about about well that, I, I want Berta to stay on the podcast for the rest of the day, for the rest <laughs> of the episode so I mean you don't have to bring out the stats I believe what was it um, he's he's got some like the stats are unbelievable where I think out of seventeen games mm. that Harry Maguire started they won fourteen recently yeah. and they've they've lost a large majority of the ones that he hasn't played so I mean he's playing all right and even even uh, overnight. <laughs> Like, if you're playing against Erling Haaland and you want someone to keep him quiet and you're going to be pegged down on your box, Harry Maguire is the central defender you want. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, you saw those far post goals, didn't you? Yeah, they uh, wasn't Harry Maguire. That was our, our oh. left and right backs that were missing. You know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. it's a, and, I mean, I mean, what about City's goal? Like, even Bernardo Silva overlapping. Like, far out. We've got, like... <coughs> People who are meant to be running overlaps, but they don't do it. And Bernardo Silva just goes, oh, that looks like a good run to make. I'll make it. Like, that's the difference between quality and, you know, the way we're playing, which is dog shit. Mm. Like, it's, yeah, it's pretty simple. It's just effort and, you know, anticipation. Yeah. Well, that with if McTominay's your most attacking and mm. scary player... That probably says something. Yeah. And and unless someone's doing a real good coaching job there at United with him. Yeah, look, I mean, where people will point the fingers and go, Oh, is Ten Hag in trouble, this, that and the other. I've I've said it till I've gone blue, you know. Ten Hag's not our problem. You know. We've had other coaches who have walked into that poison chalice that have failed since Sir Alex and you know, it, it tells us that there are bigger problems. And I'll tell you what, like, let's put it this way. If you're working in the football department at Manchester United at this point in time where there's all that talk about Jim Ratcliffe coming in, your asshole is puckering up like a rabbit's nose because you know you're out as soon as he takes over the football department. So let's be fair income. You've got a whole heap of people, whether it's the CEO, whether it's the, you know, the director of football who are going, well, if this goes ahead, I'm out of a job. So what, you know encouragement of effort is there for that like it's yeah anyway and you're a wanker cosy for the days and that oh it's just each week i just love oh, it you, I, just I was the watching you there cosy you were just I, sitting there absolutely I, frothing on that response just <laughs> drop the line in just start reeling it in and it, you just wait for it and bang there it goes it goes the line goes mm. off you go yeah i could see you really enjoying that and, and Berta, like you obviously care about the the um troubles that united oh, are going through devastated like yeah the fact that united are struggling <laughs> evident are close to the bottom of the table and we're somewhere near the top spots. Yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> well, anyway, finishing off the European fixtures, Bayern had a win into Milan and Real Madrid both got got victories. But then we went oh, over to Spain. The El Clasico yes. on the weekend. Did anybody catch yeah. that? Yeah, I caught the um yeah the replay. Mm. I mean, Jude Bellingham. What do we think? Well, Real pretty sloppy out of the blocks. A pretty. Um, bad defensive error cost them the first goal and then they didn't do much in the second half and then as you said Jude Bellingham just yeah mm. thanks for coming just, just grabbed the game by the balls guy. yeah mm. what a yeah. strike oh what a strike for his goal oh. He'd be... it was a bullet was it weren't but yeah Liverpool interested yeah. in him yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. No, we've just <laughs> described in depth what fishing looks like on this show. I'm not going there. Stuff is go, go get fucked. <laughs> yeah. So, so they go won't. fuck yourself. No, I'm not talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, the big question, fellas, for this one, for especially around Jude Bellingham, the El Clasico. I mean, it's a, it's a big talking point. Will this go down as one of the great individual? Performances from Madrid away in Catalonia. Yeah. Well, there's it's a big call because there's been some big games. There's you know, there's been some fantastic players, and I think the um, Bellingham, Ronaldo, 
um, comparisons are coming in thick and fast and just looking at some numbers earlier on today um, Bellingham's now played 10 games and scored uh, 10 goals in his first 10 games mm. Ronaldo scored 7 in his first 10 yeah um, so there and and that's Ronaldo's got the stats in front of me here Ronaldo had 60 shots to get those 10 go, uh, seven goals and and Bellingham has had 24 shots to yeah. get those 10 goals so, so you're saying that Ronaldo like was more of a team player no, he's just overrated, I think. <laughs> he's still a United legend. <laughs> I, I can't, yeah. It, it didn't end well, but yeah, I, I still got love. No, for it. Very good game. Like, on the not, take, mm. not taking anything away from um, his performances, though, but a couple of those goals, because he, he's, he's dead set, had to put his foot on it from a rebound from a goalie error, and the second goal to win the, win the El Clasico, it wasn't much more than an open net tap in. But. Having said that, he still has to be there to tap it in. So I guess that that's that's what you got to look yeah. at too. His situational awareness, the way he reads a match. For how how old is he? Nineteen still, or is he? He's somewhere nineteen, twenty years old, or something like that. That's is he could he could mm. be mm. one of the greats of the modern game if he keeps going where the way he is. Yeah. What were you doing at twenty, yeah. Cosy? Uh, not banging goals like that for Real Madrid, I can I can assure you no. that much. Grego, probably. Oh no, I'm not not going to go there on record and say that about banging something else. But um, <laughs> uh, I, I was just going to add. I, I I really like your point that you bring up there, Berta, about that second goal. You know, a lot of people will look at that and go, "Oh, that was a tap in." Mm. That's really late in the game. That's a guy that's, and I'm so impressed with his like. The, his ability to get forward and cover the pitch, like, and he's got to get into that position. Mm. Like, that's a tap in, yeah. Good luck to him, but he makes his own luck. He gets into those positions, and he did that throughout that game. Like, he just knows where to be. He's just got, and twenty years old, he's just got an instinct for the game. He's, he's unbelievable. I'd do some strange stuff for a tap in, boys. Uh, honestly, at this point in time, I'd do some strange things. <laughs> All right. <laughs> A little side story. Add a little side story for you, boys. Uh, Do tell. Just shout out to the the Richmond Rovers in Lismore. You mentioned uh, what was I doing when I was twenty years old, Grego? Mm. Um, played a grand final up there in Lismore and um, scored a goal. Very similar to Jude Bellingham, actually. The last few minutes of the grand final was a tap in. So um, very. Uh, a lot of debate because one of my fellow players had a shot from outside the box and the keeper just got a hand to it and many would say it was going into the goal mm. but I just had to be there to finish it off you know what I mean yeah. like it's a grand final you've got to be there for their tap in you gotta, so you gotta bury it with interest. from about a yard out just knocked it in claim the glory Josh Taylor sorry about that mate but yeah claim the glory for a tap in mm. just a bit of a side story yeah well when I was 20 I was just Making sure I had enough money to go and get out on the piss on the weekend. Yep. And then I was probably eating Vegemite sandwiches by Wednesday. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> was doing something similar. <laughs> All right. Uh, who cares reports? Radio Berta. This is where we you take the centre stage. Uh, what do we got this week, mate? It's big raps on the who cares reports. Okay, so the, Fans the love cares it. report this week. Um, I've, look, I've, I've spoken to family members about this one, but Garnacho and the gorilla emojis to Andre Anana after the, the save versus Copenhagen at the end. So they're obviously teammates. They mm. obviously haven't understand. They obviously like each other due to the fact that they send each other tweets. So Garnacho has, has sent... Uh, um, Onana, a couple of gorilla emojis as a as a signal of signal of power and strength um, to say you know well done good save you know you got united over the line in this one and the bloody woke just got woke and they've gone absolutely nuts they've come out of the woodwork to 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 get offended by something they they're not happy unless they're getting offended mm. by something so people around the people around yeah, it's the Around it the world have teaching. come out in defence of Andre Onana, and look as 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 casually as he saved the goal, and as casually as he fucks up a back pass, he's just uh, he's just come out and said, "No, I knew exactly what he was talking about. 
all of you back in your box. And I think the quote was, the, the, the line was unbelievable. It was like, don't tell me what I should be offended by. So get in your box. Mm. Like all these people out there who are look, looking for something to be offended by, surely, surely life has to be more interesting than that. Like for fuck's sake, get a life and move on. Thoughts? Anyone? Couldn't have said couldn't have said it better myself, mate. Um, look, at the end of the day, um, I think it's a, it's almost. I was speaking the other day about it. Was like the uh, the Edinson Cavani one, where they he obviously put a, a tweet out or a story out. Sorry, on Instagram to a friend and mentioned that he was El Negrito, which was a, an endearing term that they used, and he uh, he had to do English sensitivity training. And he got three match ban, and I think it might have been a hundred grand or ninety grand or something in terms of a fine. But I think it's actually look number one. If your first response is that gorilla emojis said between teammates in an endearing way, and you know I haven't really got an opinion on it, but if you think straight away that that's racist, I think maybe yeah. you're racist. Um, also too, if you're the first thing you think is that by a, a man whose native tongue is not English sends another man who is native tongue is not English, a Snapchat or a, an image that says an endearing term like El Negrito, and you think that he needs to do English sensitivity training, maybe you're racist. English so, sensitivity they, training. They've made like, a Spanish. Like, <laughs> That sounds like a been there, done that sort of scenario, Gregor. Sorry, at at, uh, not trying to offend someone, and and he has to go and do a second language course. Oh my! Yeah, I think that might be racist. Look, I I mean, and we and let's let's be fair, Dick, and we completely. (laughs) I'm 100 percent in. Like anybody who makes you know, and the the sickening scenes that you see at football at times, where you know those of a of a certain race are targeted for. For reasons or what no other it's it's there's no room for it we we don't condone that at all but i i mean what makes me frustrated just as you know not you know in a way just as much is yeah. this shit mm. and and the fact that garnacho was like i don't know for want of a better term bullied to take it down because of of what might happen when it's when it's a obviously a, a thing that both his teammates that all these teammates understand and he's been told to take it down because people are out there once again probably in their mum's basements are offended like nah it's got to stop it just has to stop it's very interesting too because um conor mcgregor has a tattoo of a gorilla on his chest sbg where he fights out of the gym is the emblem is a gorilla and that is what they build the the image of the gym off as well a gorilla but I mean, nobody gets upset about that. Yeah, you don't upset. That's yeah. Conor McGregor. You don't upset Conor um, McGregor. I've got a second, second little one. We've already touched on this, and this is a, this is a real quick one. But like Premier League, who gives a shit about what Everton have done when you've got systemic cheats like Manchester City? I mean, it's 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 like the big kid in the playground picking on the little kid just for something to do. It's it's embarrassing with the game, and it makes them look the Premier League weak and afraid to take on Manchester City. And that mm. that's not a good characteristic in anyone being weak and afraid. Yeah, I agree, mate. Yeah, and like I said, won't go into it too hard because we've already done it, but we spoke about before how Evan had been uh, caught um, for these breaches because they've said, oh, this has happened, they've owned up to it. And City, uh, not they're disguising it in every which way coy. possible, being very coy... What what sort of encouragement is that for any other club out there who's sitting there, um, mm. you know, perhaps in the same position going, well, I'm not going to own up to this. You're going to just slap me with 12 points. I'm going to be as coy as I possibly can and hopefully yeah, get away with sta- it. Mm. Doesn't the encourage compliance, does it? The Eddie had Premier League instead of the Barclays Premier League because there's obviously some serious coin and brown paper bags being buried in sand holes that we don't know about. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, look... I agree, mate. Um, but Eddie Hattie, if you're looking for a show to sponsor, um, <laughs> the Sports Detention Football Show is looking for strategic investment. Um, yeah, by all means, you know where to get us at Sports Detention Podcast at gmail.com for all sponsorship queries. Um, Rightio, boys, that does us. 
Lovely. We've nailed another one. Thank you. Well done, Thanks boys. For us. Mm. Thanks, boys. No, thank you. Thank you. And as um, we've all said on a number of times, get around us, fans. Mm. Get around us on the socials. If there's something that you want to hear in the show, if there's if you want more discussion, uh, if you want less discussion <laughs> about Everton, can't help you. Mm. But, um, yeah, you want to hear about other things, let us know. Yeah. And, um, look, big uh, big review from the uh, – we had the, the Kieran Dyer – issue last week that we discussed and the context was a bit off they were actually talking about the rivalry with Norwich I mentioned it as being a a manager player club issue but um, the video has gone up on our social media and it is I mean the the fans are loving it the fans are loving it it's uh, it's gone what are they it's somewhat viral Mm. so uh, yeah if you haven't seen that one go and check that out on our our social media threads but anyway that'll do us guys should we call it a day love it Till next time. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, Bertie, Cozzy, Potty. We've done it. I'm very fucking low energy now, guys. It's really <laughs> late. But anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the show. As always, get us on the social at Sports Detention. Good night. Good night, Australia.